Paul also reveals the four divisions of Satan's army or the hierarchy of the enemy. So Satan has an army or cohort that assists him in accomplishing his will, plan and purpose in the earth to hinder us in the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's a hierarchy which has four divisions. Right? So I'm sure you all know what a hierarchy is. In a hierarchy, there are levels with one at the top in charge of everything that everyone else has to answer to, and each level greater than the one beneath it. So as you go higher, the levels are greater with each level. That's what the division of Satan's army is like. It's a hierarchy. All right. The first division are principalities. Principalities. In verse 12, it states, but against principalities. Now, this comes from the Greek word arche, which is spelled A-R-C-H-E. And this is from where we get the words archangel from this Greek word. So they are chief rulers of the highest rank or wicked angels. Now, the Jezebel spirit is on this particular level. The Jezebel spirit is a wicked angel, second only to Satan. Number two, the second division are powers. In verse 12, it states, against powers. And this is from the Greek word exousia, which is spelled E-X-O-U-S-I-A, or authorities or strong man spirits. Now, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 29, Jesus stated, or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? So here Jesus is referring to a strong man, or more specifically, a strong man's spirit. And this can be applied to both Satan and demons, especially the Jezebel spirit. The Jezebel spirit is a strong man's spirit. But Pastor Richard, didn't you just say it's a wicked angel? Yes, it is a wicked angel, but it's also a strong man's spirit. It's one of the strongest demonic spirits you'll ever face. It can even reach into the natural world and touch you physically if you're not covered by the blood of Jesus, if you're not walking in obedience to the Lord, if you're not walking in obedience to his word. It's one of very few spirits who are able to do that. See, but when I say that, there's nothing to be afraid of because in Christ, we have authority, power, and victory over it. In Christ, under the protection of his blood, as we walk in obedience to his word, that spirit and no spirit, including Satan, can really do very much to you. They'll try, but they won't succeed. Could I get an Amen. Now, let's put this into its proper context in Matthew chapter 12, verse 29. How do we know Jesus was specifically referring to a strong man's spirit? That's because before Jesus said this, he was casting out demons. And as he was casting out demons, the scribes, Pharisees, and teachers of the law condemn him or accuse him for doing so by the power of Beelzebub or the power of the devil because the word Beelzebub is a Hebrew word which means Lord of the flies and it's referring to Satan himself. 
And so they accused Jesus of casting demons out by the power of Satan rather than by the power of God. And Jesus rebukes them. He sorely rebukes them for it. Then he goes on to say what we read in Matthew chapter 12, verse 29. So that leads us to come to the conclusion that when Jesus said that, one of the things he was referring to was a demonic spirit because he was casting devils out of people. When the scribes, Pharisees, and teachers of the law accused him of doing it by the power of the devil, then he rebukes them and says this. So if there's such a thing as strong man spirits. Number three, the rulers of the darkness of this age, verse 12 states, the rulers of the darkness of this age. So these are world rulers of darkness, men and women who are possessed by demonic spirits and who possess demonic powers in some cases. It's also referring to common demons and human agents of the enemy who they possess, all right? So whenever you see a corrupt president or corrupt prime minister or corrupt ruler, one of the reasons, and more often than not, it will be because they are being controlled by a demonic spirit. And that's what these particular spirits are or what this level of Satan's hierarchy is. And number four, the fourth division are spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. In verse 12, it says, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So these are demons that inhabit the second heaven and the atmosphere over lives, homes, suburbs, cities, nations, and countries. How many of you are aware there are demons who occupy the atmosphere over lives, homes, suburbs, cities, nations, and countries. And that's one of the reasons why those people, those homes, those suburbs, those cities, nations, and countries are the way they are. One classic example is Kim Jong-un in North Korea. This is a classic example. Obviously, Kim Jong-un and his regime are demonically inspired or being driven by demonic spirits. And one of the reasons why they are the way they are and what's happening there is happening and they're doing what they're doing is because they're possessed and being controlled by demonic spirits and there's also a what's called territorial spirit over North Korea. These are also called territorial spirits. And these territorial spirits can be found over specific people, families, suburbs, cities, and nations. And that's why they are the way they are. Have you ever wondered why is this person the way they are? Why is this family the way they are? Why is this suburb the way it is? Why do I feel like this every time I go to this suburb? Why is this city like this? Why do I feel this way every time I go to this particular city? And that's why the nation is like that. Now, this happens to me with Sydney. I love Sydney. I was born in Sydney, lived in Sydney all my life. I have gone overseas and interstate, but I've mainly lived in Sydney. I haven't lived anywhere else or in any other state or in any other country. Sydney. I love Sydney. And God has a mighty plan for this city. But there is a Jezebel spirit over this city. And it's been here for even hundreds of years. 
And that's one of the reasons why everything that's happening in Sydney is happening. And, you know, I personally, whenever I leave Sydney to go to the Central Coast or some other place, I can literally feel myself coming out from under that spirit. And then when we return, I can feel myself coming back under that spirit. That's how strong it is. It's terribly strong in this city. Now, anyone who has a Holy Spirit and who is spiritually sensitive will see that or feel that or understand what I'm saying. I do, and I've had others tell me the same. When they've left Sydney, they felt a release. When they've returned to Sydney, they felt the bondage again. That's because there's a Jezebel spirit over this city amongst others. That's not the only one over this city. There are many others over this city, but the Jezebel spirit is the main one. Now, the word heavenly in the Greek here is arenos. Arenos, it's spelled O-U-R-A-N-O-S, which means three things. And we have to understand what it means in the context of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Otherwise, you'll become terribly confused. It means three things. Number one, the sky or the aerial heavens or the atmosphere over us. Number two, the sidereal or the starry heavens or space. And number three, the abode of God or heaven where God dwells. Now, in the context of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it's referring to the sky or the aerial heavens or the atmosphere over us, and it can also be referring to Sidreel or the starry heavens or second heaven. And I've seen this second heaven. The Lord has taken me to the second heaven a number of times, and every time I've been taken to the second heaven, there has always been some sort of battle going on between demons and angels for certain people or certain families or certain suburbs, cities and nations. And it's actually an amazing thing to see. The Lord has shown me this place in great detail. Every time he's taken me there, there's always been a battle happening. And that's where most of the spiritual activity occurs. That's where most of the spiritual warfare occurs. That's where all the battling occurs, especially between demons and angels in the second heaven. Now, we know it's not referring to heaven where God dwells because you will not find a single devil in heaven. Amen? And although, to this point, the Bible reveals that Satan is continually going before God, accusing us, the church, there is no way he can live there. No way a devil could live there. Why? Because the glory is so great and intense, it would burn them up. No devil can live or abide in heaven where God dwells. So it's not referring to where God dwells. It's referring to the atmosphere over us or the sky or aerial heavens or the sidereal or starry heavens. And it transcends those geographical places to the spirit realm or what I already mentioned to be the second heaven. How many of you know there is a first heaven, a second heaven and a third heaven? Uh, yep, amen. I'm not going to go into that tonight because that'll probably take us into a different direction. But uh, this is the second heaven. Now, each of these demons work together in assisting Satan fulfill his will, plan, and purpose in the earth. And this is basically how it works. Principalities control powers. 
Powers control common demons, and common demons control human beings, or certain human beings. Now, each of these work in cooperation with spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. How many of you know that demons work together? Lift up your hand if you know that demons work together. Demons work together as much as God and the angels work together. Demons work together, and demons understand the power of unity even more so than many Christians. And while Christians are debating, arguing, fighting, and going against each other, those devils are working together behind the scenes to wipe us out. And we're not smart enough to see it. And we have to wake up to this. Because, see, even Satan preserves unity among his own ranks while causing division between human beings. Because he knows that if he can bring division between human beings, he'll have one up on them. But he also knows if we're united in Christ and with one another, he's no match for us. The enemy is no match for us. Amen? I said the enemy is no match for us. Amen? In Christ, united to Christ, and when we work together with God and one another. 